Veganism is on the rise. If you go to grocery stores, you'll see more vegan options than ever. Every single day there are new people going vegan. That being the case, the number of animals being killed is on the rise. Yeah. That's what we're going to unpack today on two rowdy vegans. Two, two, 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 two rowdy vegans. Two, two rowdy vegans. One plus one equals two rowdy vegans. Yeah, we're here at Rowdy Girl Sanctuary with Ryuji. And our very rowdy guest today, who is? I'm so happy to have the vegan Batgirl, Connie Spence. Hi. Woo -woo. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and now the Vegan Justice League. Yeah, the Vegan Justice League just launched as well. Gosh. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar, for the two people who don't know, Connie is the person who shines a bat light. If you've ever seen Batman, you know that. They shine this like light in the sky with the, the Batman symbol. Symbol to call Batman. And so she has basically taken a light and she projects, is that what we called that? Yeah. Is that the verb? Projects vegan messages on buildings. Uh, it's, it's really cool. It's awesome. So she definitely check that out. But tell us how you came to, because you gave a talk earlier, and what I loved about it is that you're very results-oriented. So you look at what are we going to do to actually create results? What are we going to do to actually create change? Which is what we're all about here. Yeah. And so how did you come to uncover these facts about the industry, about how, you know, a lot of us concentrate on having people go vegan, but perhaps it's not the most effective thing, or we should definitely be focusing on, on other things. Like, how, how did that all come together? Yeah, so, you know, with my vegan activism, the vegan Batman line was veganizing people. I was celebrating all the people that would come back and email me and say, I turned vegan. I changed my family to be vegan. And then you start meeting. I've lived in a lot of cities and big cities like L.A. And you meet a lot of vegans there, but you think it's just because it's big. So I moved to Tulsa a year ago, and I'm meeting vegans left and right. And I'm seeing the shelf spaces you mentioned at grocery stores, even in Podunk, Tulsa, and suburbs of it that have 20% plant-based milk in, in the milk shelf space. And so I've been vegan for eight years. The activism's working. I'm meeting people left and right. I, my belief is we're increasing. Stats are showing that we are. And so I'm waiting for this number of animals to decrease. So I've been paying attention to it. And I found out in 2018, I was waiting. I'm also in the data ad tech industry. And mm -hmm. I see how many advertising uh, targetable vegans there are. And the numbers are in, you know, the 20 millions. And it doesn't mean they're like... Uh, it could mean they're vegan-ish, but at the same time, they're still buying. A vegan-ish person, uh, somebody who is leaning towards plant-based, is still buying products that are vegan and reducing right. their consumption from animal products. And so I'm waiting for this number to drop because everybody's told me my dollar votes for mm. you know um, what happens to animals. So this is our inside voices. I want to be very clear that... Uh, I believe in activism and I believe in the results of activism and veganizing people. But I wanted to find out why the number wasn't being reduced. I just want to ask you, where do you get that number? Which number? The the total number of animals yes. that, that die, the USDA. So you can go on the USDA website. Um, it's attached to the government website and you can see the total pounds. And then if you look at... 2018 production number. You can look at um, a bunch of articles written about it being the highest production of meat and dairy, but it's classically always increased. Mm -hmm. And Got so, it. 
Um, you know, all these stats are proving that there are more and more vegans. Plant-based companies uh -huh. are um, becoming very you know, wealthy. Of and so that's, that subtraction should happen on the other side. Um, and so then I started paying attention to things. I was like, wait a second. This doesn't make sense. Why is 2018 still the highest produced numbers? I would expect 2018 to have seen a drop. How much does it increase, by the way? So, um, in the last five years, about a billion animals. It went from like 9 billion to 10 billion in the USA alone. Wow. And what uh, it should have happened, even with the conservative increase in vegans, we should have decreased a billion mm -hmm. animals. Yeah, because I was at the uh, animal rights conferences mm -hmm. last year, and uh, Veg News was there doing yeah. their presentation, and it was it was just like obviously just phenomenal the growth of the plant based food movement. It's so huge. I mean, the statistics were staggering. But and the, why aren't we seeing the same statistics on the other exactly. side? Exactly. That's where you come in. Right. So I'm questioning things and I'm start I, articles just ripple into more articles and stuff will be written about um, all these bailouts to the dairy industry, how it should have failed years ago. Um, uh, you know, uh, production of animals where these bailouts, they basically dump milk out. And I'm like, wait a second. And, and you know, we talk about animal subsidies as being the reason that the cost of meat is on a dollar menu and the yeah. head of lettuce is mm -hmm. like, exactly. it's not. But we, and we umbrella talk about it, but we don't really dig deep into what's happening. Mm. So what's happening is our taxes are basically paying for what our consumerism doesn't. And so we are basically closing the gap on what they don't sell. And they can list any market condition as being the reason they don't sell. And so... Um, then another layer peels back. And I found out since 1933 that the government's been doing this and creating buyback programs with our taxes. It incentivizes them to oversupply and then complain about it later and get our taxes um, through margin protection programs, which basically is like gap insurance. They can manipulate stock prices. No other industry can manipulate stock prices. Um, and then insurance policies, our, our taxes pay for 60 to 70% of insurance. And, they, and when a disaster like the hurricane that just hit, mm -hmm. they can actually, with no oversight, triple dip in insurance and make a profit off of these dead animals. That's Not what just, I was just about to yeah. say, what happened in North Carolina. Yes, 100%. Unbelievable that they let all those animals perish. No one would do that if you broke even. No. Because if you break, no one, like think of a car dealership. A car dealership, the only reason they would let it go up in flames or flood is if they are failing or they're profiting. No one wants to start over for for a direct payment that is uh, equal to what it what it costs because starting over has its own price. So and to even profiting. make matters worse, they kept the buildings closed because yeah. if the animals escaped, they couldn't get the insurance. Yeah, either. they couldn't get the insurance. So they had to keep them in there yeah. drowning. So, so how many? Do you know how many? How many animals that was? That it was, was 4.5 to 5 million animals. Yeah. And so what ends up happening without oversight, these aren't insurance companies that you can say, uh, like our car insurance, where, oh, there was fraud. Um, there was fraud committed. They're in bed with all of it as well. And so um, what's what you'll find articles saying is that with no oversight, 
they basically, let's say it, uh, one chicken is worth $6. Free insurance policy on one chicken makes it $18. So they get $18 back for one, one dead chicken and nobody has oversight. Unbelievable. Yeah. So everything, literally everything that seems scummy about the industry is all related to the farm bill. And that farm bill, guess what, is our taxes. So our next level veganism is... You know, consumerism is making plant-based companies expand and, and do well, but our next level of veganism has to be to stop that funnel of our taxes going to this industry. And the best way to do that is to bring supply and demand back to the food system. Are y'all listening to this? Because I want you to know right now what I'm hearing Connie say, and I think that she's really getting this information uh, very clear. It's clearly coming through her and you have got a remarkable antenna to be receiving this type of information we need us vegans out here in the world need to be listening to this type of data and this type of research that you're doing yeah and can you show because i know you're going to go into the solutions earlier you talked about um stories that you've heard from all this happening or who these people are or the history you know like historically who they are how they're tied to the agricultural industry. I would love for you to talk about that. Yeah, so the kind of United States of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's weird that we kind of, so think of the robotic state we're in when we realized uh, we were hurting animals instead of these objects that tasted like meat. I think we've grown up in a country where we actually don't realize kind of the people that started it. And mm -hmm. so um, we hear about these settlers coming over in the 1600s. Well, who were they? They were 100% farmers. They were all farmers. So this country started as 99%, 100% of the population being farmers. Um, the first four of, of five presidents were farmers. And so the way that, uh, you know, if you think back historically on how cities and towns developed and transportation systems, they were all based on laws around farming land and about farming communities and those farming communities taxes supporting each other and then they would create transportation system to connect this farmer to trade with this, you know, this farmer in another location. And so, um, you know, what has happened is, is that, uh, the tentacles of these laws have been from the beginning of the construct of this country. Mm. And so even today, um, looking at the political realm, um, it's just changed. And I, ha I don't know all of the um, bios of every politician, but of the 535 politicians up until this last election, 36 or so of them were actual farmers. So they're biased and inserted to do things like um, you know, ag-gag laws. I mean, literally, they have two years at their House of Rep Representatives to push these types of things through. Um, so beyond the farm bill, that is all they're doing is trying to prevent any exposure into the industry. So there's 36 who are biased. They're farmers. There's about 100 more who are farmer investors. And then there's about 100 more who get paid through the agriculture lobbyists anywhere from 200000 to $5 million a year. So you now have at least known half of Congress who represent agriculture, um, you know, agriculture goals. Wow. So. And so you think about, because we've talked about this uh, on some of the, the podcasts or the interviews that you've, you've done with me, because I study Will Tuttle. Yeah. And you go back in time even further, like eight to 10,000 years ago, or maybe you and I even had this conversation early yeah. on uh, where they were talking uh -huh. about that 
you know, eight to 10,000 years ago was when we first started herding animals as, as, a, as a humanity. Yeah. Before that, you know, animals weren't herded. And they were monetary value. They yeah. started having like, That's a trade That's when they value. started having to trade, a monetary value, exactly. And then as a result of that, our capitalism uh, system was born, you know. And this is so important to just remember over and over and over that the word capitalism comes from the word head which we used to get our monetary capita, value. Right? Capita, right? Yeah. Capita, yeah. The word capita means head, which is capitalism, head of cattle, yeah. head of cattle, land, all of that. That's how we got our wealth. And so very, very interesting that our entire foundation of our world economy is based on the backs of animals. Yep. Even the word war means the desire for more cattle. Yeah. Desire for more cattle, war in Sanskrit. And this is something I didn't realize because this, what we're talking about here, I believe really gets to the core of our movement yes. and what it's about. Because when I first started activism, I thought it was about getting the world to go vegan. But actually, even in the way that I phrase it now, my vision is to create peace for all earthlings. That's my vision. Yeah. It's about the animals at the end of the yeah. day. And so I always think about what can I do to save animals. And for a long time, my go-to was get people to go vegan yeah. because when people go vegan, yep. then we vote with our dollar. That's yeah. such a popular thing in yeah. our in our culture. Yeah. We vote with our dollar, we decrease the demand, and then they stop breeding these animals. But what these numbers show is that that's not necessarily the case. And if you know, because for me, I'm I always believe, like you said earlier in the talk, you said that we always have to be open to change. And the, like, because today is such a pivotal day for me. I'm gonna definitely look way more into this um, because this is definitely really making me rethink a lot of things. Um, because for me, I'm like, okay, if this is the issue, then we have to find a way to solve this issue. This issue. Like, yes. this is what we gotta do because at the end of the day, you know, even though I still believe in people, like, I absolutely think people should go vegan, like 100%. Um, but if that's not the only thing that's going to be saving animals and we really have to work on the politics and figure out yeah. what's happening and unpack that and then fight that, then I'm like, okay, let's, let's do that. Yeah. And you can do them at the same time. So the truth is, is if you centralize your money, just like, um, you know, the civil rights movement did with the NAACP as their legal and lobbying group. And you have, uh, you know, uh, the women's suffrage movement had their, had two or three lobbying groups. You can do them at the same time. So we're not going to be the lobbyist. Mm -hmm. A federal lobbyist is a career, lives it, loves it, breathes it, knows exactly the, the playbook of how to be a lobbyist and all of those things of creating relationships with politicians. We centralize our money, and so we can still be doing activism and veganizing people. And then if we bring supply and demand back to the farm bill, then it will meet with what the lobbying and lobbyists are going to do. And so that we aren't seeing veganism increasing and seeing the number of animals increasing. Instead, we, we get them at the point where supply and demand is working. So we have a pillar. It's like a, a few pillars are erecting here. Yeah. You know, um, the lobbying, let's veganize people, and then, you know, we have, you know, as, transition. As you know, our transition, the Rancher Advocacy Program. So you start putting that other one in place, there's a tripod, you know, and that's a foundation. Yeah. Because if we can all start understanding that it's a synergy, let's get behind transitioning ranches. Let's figure out how to get lobbyists uh, working on our behalf, which I just really, really commend you for taking this on. This is spearheading uh, something that really needs to be done in our movement. Yeah. You know, and then we all are working to veganize, you know, uh, people. I mean, we have to create this, uh, this 
shitstorm, if yeah. you will. <laughs> but even I mean, at the other end of it, to your point in tying this together, meat eaters don't want animals to be wasted with their taxes either. Yeah. I mean, they they believe this whole country, for the most part, believes in supply and demand. Some people are against capitalism, but I want to be very clear. In a, a vegan world, until we're the majority and can can make veganism the norm and, and something that we create laws about, as a minority, we need supply and demand to work how it was intended mm -hmm. to work. Yeah. So um, the truth is, as we've talked about this before, anyone's bank account in the course of a month, if you look at all your transactions, you might have 30, you might have 100, mm -hmm. you might have 5,000. The number one decision you make is on food, and if food doesn't doesn't abide by supply and demand, then how capitalist is are we? This kind of, are we really? Yeah. So if you think about what you said before about the origins of being capitalism and cattle being based on capitalism, they've changed that. So it is no longer based on capitalism anymore. Yeah, because no. to be clear, it's not that the idea of decreasing the demand is a wrong idea. It's just that it's just not working right now. It's not working. Because of corruption or whatever. I don't know I what mean, word you want to put on I mean, your tax is simply a backdoor wallet to what we're not paying for at the grocery store. Great analogy. So, so how are you working right now to fight this? And what can people do... So I'm thinking about a listener. Right. What, what, like, what can I do? What can anyone do to support this movement? So I was hoping there was already a federal lobbyist group that existed because I'm strapped for time as a lot of us. I have a full-time job and then I do the vegan Batman light and I try to do it as much as possible. So this third thing was something that I didn't know. You know, I was assuming that there was already a lobbyist group that knew it. And the truth is, is that uh, the whole triangulating that the supply and demand isn't working happened through a lot thousands of hours of research so this is a new platform that you probably don't hear a lot of people talking about so first off it was educating people i spent about three to four months with doing videos and unpacking the things that we were talking about to educate people and then I, in that time, I was trying to find a lobbyist group that existed, even, even one that existed to represented plant-based companies, seeing if they wanted a separate faction that I could point people to. And one didn't exist because, again, triangulating that all those things was a new concept. And so, um, so I created one, and it's called the Vegan Justice League. Mm -hmm. um, so our Tell us where you can find the videos that you were talking about that you made. I have a YouTube channel. It is youtube.com backslash C backslash uh, vegan Batgirl. And there's some on there. There's vegan Batman light stuff. And then there's also, um, uh, there's also videos on the subsidies and the different things. Cool. That so the vegan Batgirl on YouTube, yeah. if people search it, they'll probably find it. Vegan yeah. Batgirl with the farm... Keyword vegan Batgirl on the farm bill, you'll probably find stuff on both Facebook um, and and YouTube. And now, are you still doing those uh, those live those talks every Wednesday? Every other Wednesday. Every so other. last week we talked with a career lobbyist who is yeah, vegan. I saw that. Yeah, and it's a great video too because it makes you feel like so that's the so I'll tell you what the goal is and I'll tell you about the yeah. lobbyist. So the yeah. goal is to hire a lobbyist and then eventually if we can hire a team of lobbyists we will and they court and create relationships with existing politicians to figure out you know how to get them in alignment with this platform of like not ushering in all this money to industry that isn't by abiding by supply and demand um 
So our goal is about $110,000, which is the cost of a career lobbyist to, um, you know, to basically start actionizing these things in, uh, at the federal level. Um, you know, beyond that, though, what we need to realize is this isn't just about one lobbyist. We need to be as large and in charge as the NAACP was representing the time of the civil rights movement. Um, I've talked about this before, but the civil rights movement is really important to um, to think about, you know, at a time anywhere from seven to nine out of ten um, people of color were a paying lobbying member. And the beginning of desegregation, a lot of it happened because the NAACP's strong team of lawyers that are paid, right, by centralizing that money, took Topeka, Kansas Board of Education to court. And that what that did is that... Um, that desegregated the school system and all the public and government systems, which then rippled to to desegregating everything. And so the marching helped create the awareness. So now it isn't just about hiring one lobbyist. It's that it is our duty to have a lobbying group representing us in politics. Um, Cigars have a lobbying group. Um, Bubblegum has a lobbying group, you know, uh, all of these different things. Balloons have a lobbying group. How is it that we're so loyal and this has been our blind spot? And we how, don't have how a many, that's so true. How many do we need? How many lobbyists do we need to have in our group? You know, I, I think it's, it's more about, it's more about if we can get this, um, idea taken seriously by vegans so that they know, um, if they they become a member of a lobbying group that we have representation, so it grows as we grow. So, but I'm wondering, see, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, why why we as vegans, yeah, as a as a community, as an entity, why we haven't seen this? Uh, because I mean, because we're celebrating veganizing people, not realizing that. I know, but we're not stupid, right? Well, well what I've se- what I've seen is that. It's very easy for us to once we go vegan, we kind of stop there because we think it's the ultimate thing. Yeah. As as, as people right. like, I found that in my life, like I always want to think that I arrived at the ultimate truth. I always want to believe that because yeah. it's so nice. Yeah. I like for years before before I went vegan for years, I did that about happiness. For example, what does it mean to be happy? I studied a lot of books about happiness, and every like few months, few years, I would like come up with this new theory, and I was like, this is the this ultimate is- <laughs> ultimate truth, and I wanted to stay there. But what I found was that what's better than that is to always question and always question. So the same thing with, with veganism, because I think oftentimes it's easy to be like, that, that's why I think, for example, a lot of people, before they go vegan, they go vegetarian, sometimes for years at a time, because they're like, I'm vegetarian now, I reached the ultimate thing, yeah. so I'm not going to look more into it. And then they're like, you know, one day I looked at the dairy industry and I was like, oh, and, and it's like, you just got to keep looking. And so even when you go vegan, I think it's our duty to keep looking. So for me, for example, the next step was to get involved in some type of activism, do right. something. But once I started doing something, then again, I kept thinking about like what results am I creating? Because that's what's important at the end of the day. Veganism inherently is about facing the world the way that it actually is. Yeah. Whether it be facing what's happening to the animals, the environments, or whether it be the health opposite word of benefits. I can't even think about the word. That's how optimistic I am, I guess. I can't even think about the negative word, uh, the health consequences consequences of eating animal products. It's about facing reality and then making a choice. But activism is the same thing. We have to face reality. We have to look at what's actually creating results, what's actually going to save animals. And we have to keep questioning because I'm sure 
people may, might be listening to this and I have this inst instinct too where you tell me this and now I'm like, this is the ultimate thing. It's not to say that I, like, I don't believe that we should do this. I absolutely believe we should do this. But the place that I want, I choose to come from is that I'm still going to keep questioning things. We, always. We, we always have to keep yeah. questioning. We always have to keep evolving. And the reason I brought this up, great discussion, is because I know someone that I, I, I was speaking to them about the Vegan Justice League. And this is somebody that's really known in our movement. And uh, they were like, um, well, you know, do you think it really will make any difference? And I said, what do you mean? And they were like, well, you know, the, the big ag is so huge in the lobbying, in, in our government. I mean, animal ag, you know, lobbyists are yeah. in everything. They are in everything. How are we going to be able... to start somewhere. Yeah, so this is what I was saying, right? we got to start somewhere. And so right. then the answer was like, well, I think we need to, you know, just come at it at our, in our own way to just... What? What are we going to do? Yeah, like, we need to come at this our own way. I'm like, what? What are we going to do? We have the government. We This entity called our United States government is not going away. And so we have to work within the system by their playbook. that we're in and by their playbook. And big and back girl. I mean, the obvious. I mean, this, this job has been assigned to you, and I think it's, uh, I think it's stellar. Yeah. I think it's to your point about I've gotten people that say I'm sending the wrong message to activists because now we're finally getting activists to get active more and get excited for it. And that's not it. I, we can do all of these things at the same time. Um, you know, we can uh, veganize people through activism. We can we can centralize our money and do advertising. We can have lobbyists in the in the White House. We can do all of these things at the same time. And so they're running, we're sprinting at the same goal, which is to your point, to me it's to to saving animals and decreasing, you know, the amount that, that die, which was the original goal of veganism anyway. Mm -hmm. I don't feel as vegan as I could when my taxes are right. paying for them. Right. So I'm gonna do everything I can to change that. And so yeah, that's kind of where, you know, this resulted from. Well you know when I was interviewed or talking to that rancher, that eighth yeah. generation cattle rancher, and he said his kids were going vegan yeah. and vegetarian. I mean, the handwriting's on the wall yeah. for Big Ag because it's happening. This yeah. is going to keep happening. And those cowboys, those rich cowboys that wear the Stetson hats, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with them, but they, their, their character is dissipating because their kids aren't living up to their expectations. Yeah. And it's going to keep happening. So, you know, a lot of those folks, um, you know, are in our government that through, uh, you know, like FFA, 4-H, uh, all of these uh, school programs, the people at the top are connected to our government, too. They insert it into the education, yes. the medical. It's all based on the same lobbying Absolutely. groups of theirs. But here's the deal. Let's be very clear. So that stat of 99% of people were farmers and when this... When this um, country was founded, only less than 2% are farmers now. There are more vegans than there are farmers. So we are the bigger one, but we are acting like the smaller one. So all they've done is organize and centralize their money into lobbying group. Their fees are the same as the fees that I'm creating for Vegan Justice League, which is between 40 and and $100 a year. That's their fees of their, of their members. We can do the same and we can be bigger. So it isn't about like how do we compete with big ag. It's that we are, we, there are more vegans than farmers. 
40 to 60 dollars a year if you're not going to become an ambassador for the vegan justice league for 40 to 60 dollars a year why not which I'm is by the way probably a few cups of coffee per month yeah but anyways what i think well not not anyways but what we're going to do is in the show notes of this show or the description depending on where you're consuming this we're going to put links to articles and videos that Connie made, the articles that you haven't yeah. read, but like articles that you've read uh, to support this. Exactly, that unpacks all this so you can educate yourself. That's one thing we're going to do. The other thing that you should do is share this with your friends, share Connie's videos with your friends, with your vegan friends, because we want to spread this amongst the vegan movement so that we're informed. Yes. And from there, we're also going to put a link to the Vegan Justice League so that if you choose to, you can become a member there and join the movement. And when you become a member, since I'm going to plug myself here, the sanctuary, because I am a member, uh, Renee's a member. Renee King Sonnen is a member, not Rowdy Girl. But uh, so, you know, you could also sign up and uh, that I, what? Don't you get, tell, me, tell them about the perks you get. Yeah, so, um, you know, one of the things that I really believe in and I've learned from other groups is I want there to be transparency and love coming back in towards people that radiate. So um, we need support on the research level and on the evangelism level on the state level because I can't research every politician and see what they're doing. And, um, you know, as we grow we need ambassadors at the state level. And so you decided to become an ambassador. And so um, when somebody becomes a member based on Renee's evangelism of the Vegan Justice League, the Vegan Justice League will offer rewards back to Renee so that Renee could use them for, you know, future collateral for, um, you know, different things that she's doing or for just anything that she wants that helps encourage and creates a greater capacity to the vegan, the veganizing that she is doing. So if I wanted to donate it back to you, I could even. You could absolutely donate it right back into, into If the I wanted to donate it to Ryuji's activism, I could. Exactly. So that's cool. If I wanted to donate it and buy some sweet feet for my cows, yeah. I could, huh? Then, then, <laughs> And you know what's cool about this is that we vegans need to be putting our money in the vegan movement. Uh, we really do. And there's another group, I don't know if you've heard of I Am Vegan Nation. They're doing something like some vegan coin, vegan currency. Uh, we need to be, cryptocurrency, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, cryptocurrency. You were there. Yeah, we need to all be looking at groups that are doing this and start showing the world uh, of capitalism and money, right, that we are putting our money, that vegans have a voice this way we have a strong voice and we do. and we're probably the most loyal group of any demographic in this country and so um yeah it really is just a matter of taking it to the next level and having a presence in you know in government and not in a way where you have to be political because that i mean a, yeah. a, it's a lot of us you know it's not our thing but if no. we centralize our money, like, do you think the ranchers are necessarily political? No, they, their money They're centralizing goes in their money. And they hire career, you know, lobbyists. They hire, you know, the people that can make the right changes. They nudge politicians with their money. We need to be doing the same. Well, I'll tell you what really uh, caught my attention yeah. when you were um, talking about all this on Facebook was the billboards. Yes. That you were doing the Vegan Justice League and you were actually putting these billboards up. Oh, I move fast. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, and she's coming with them to Texas. Yeah. 
Billboard, vegan, you know, friendly bill, billboards in Texas. And you did, yeah. you did two in Texas, didn't you? Yeah. So um, I actually, uh, so being in the advertising industry, I mean, I'm in that belief system of, you know, centralizing money for advertising as well. So as far as if you think about people getting elected, it's you see billboards and TV ads promoting and elevating different people. Well, at this time... Um, you know, Vegan Justice League doesn't have enough money to be able to identify specific politicians and say, vote for this politician. And there's other things you have to do, which is create, um, you have to be registered. Once you start saying politicians' names, it needs to be tracked and you have to be registered. So in the meantime, literally a month after launch, we hit about $11,000 of the total and I had baked in money for us to do billboards and we spent about 8,000 on billboards. Texas, um, you guys actually have a, a guy who is head of the agriculture committee, and he earns about five million in lobbying money from the agriculture industry. I mean, he's completely a, a puppet on purpose, and he knows it. Um, five million dollars. Five, yeah, yeah. And so, and that's their livelihood. Their whole livelihood is to do, you know. So, anyways, um, the what we're trying to do is vegans aren't the majority voting yet. So we have what we have to do strategically is align ourselves with goals of other groups that are disenfranchised by the same cowboy persona, and there's a lot of them. And that's another thing, you know, if you think about. Um, so uh, the the billboards were saying stuff like, if you don't believe in you know billions of dollars bailouts bailouts getting ushered to mega farms, you should eject your senator. So we put two billboards up um, in in Dallas, and you know it was getting our feet wet. But the but the idea is anybody that knows me personally knows that there's not this upper funnel of money that you don't know what's happening. Like I, you know, this is about action. I want this. This is feels like my life's goal is in yours too i mean I know we all do like. this well it's about the animals at the end of the day it's about the animals for sure but the point the point is is that um you are dedicated to them and so mm -hmm. you put every Everything. ounce of your energy yep. and so um so when that money comes in it's going right back into those strategies to get to that same place of reducing the amount of animals that die and so yeah and see, if we all do this i mean if we all contribute this way to Vegan Justice League, to, you know, the sanctuaries that we believe in and want to support, to the activists that are out there doing this hard work on the, you know, on the front line, you know, to all these organizations. I mean, I, I live from a place where there's always more than enough. I never look at things as if there's not enough. I mean, when I hear of a senator that's an animal ag in Texas, making $5 million a year. I'm thinking, really? I mean, there is never, a, you know, it's, it's not about lack. There is more than enough. The problem is we are not tapping into it. And when we tap into that, then we can distribute it amongst our own. And that's what we need to be doing. We don't need to be afraid to do that. That's why I, I donated to you. Mm -hmm. That's why I donate to other causes. I mean, I do a lot when I donate, but for me, it's about... Letting go of the need to feel fear about, you know, holding on to that money. We need to, we need to help. We need yeah. to contribute. Yeah. I don't care if it's 10 bucks. I don't care if it's five bucks. If you got more, you know, just do it. Yeah. No, I'm in agreement. I mean, the goal is, it is a fast goal. It is to get a lobbyist 
by January 1st when the newly elected officials or the re-elected officials wow. are in. Um, and, the, and the reason is, is that if we miss that chance of creating those relationships, we lose a huge opportunity, which is that the current farm bill has expired, which is rare that it's expired that this happens um and so they're going to be talking about that in january one it's too late for us to do much um to change the current farm bill the next one's 2022 2023 they are five year four to four to five years long um and so what that means is is that supply and demand will not exist for the next four or five years i want that to exist in 2022 2023 or else we won't have it till 2028 and the opportunity until 2028. So it's important that there, this goal it of is. hiring a lobbyist is not a, let's just wait for a year till we no. get the goal. We need it by January. I 1. just got slapped with it, man. It's so true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Their farm bill that gets signed and then everything's done, done for five years. Yeah. So bad. So, Check out everything that's either in the show notes, the description, depending on where you're listening or watching this. Um, the links to everything that we talked about will be there, whether it be the research so you can inform yourself. Uh, so you don't just have to take our word for it. Right. Uh, because this is part of it too, which is one of the keys, I think, that you talked about to go kind of framework for a second, is that we really have to drop our egos as people who are trying to change the world. We can't just do what feels good. For example, I've seen that people love doing rescues. Which I have nothing against rescues, by the way. But I feel like it's easy to want to do rescues because it's fun. More than because we're trying to save the animals. So for me, one key, and you talked about this earlier in your talk too, is that we have to drop our egos and think about what's going to work and then do that. And part of that is we have to inform ourselves on our own. We have to do our own research and don't take what people say for granted, whether it be and whether it be us, whether it be anyone else, like everything that Connie said, you should do your own research on that so that exactly. you can inform yourself and make decisions for yourself. So we're going to link everything in the description. We're going to link the vegan justice lead so you can check everything out and make decisions for yourself. But um, yeah, that was the call to action. I think you put it beautifully and it's urgent. So. And guess what? I'm Renee and this is Ryuji. And we were. We are the are the two rowdy vegans. Or yeah. But thank you so much for watching, listening. We appreciate it so much. Until next time, peace. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. 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 Two, two rowdy vegans. One plus one equals two rowdy vegans. Two, two,